Hello, Podcast World, and hello, Provo! <laughs> my, oh, my, another episode of the Improv Broadway Podcast. Remember when they said we would never make, us, make it this far? Yep. Yep, sure did. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if, you, if this is your first time listening, uh, the, here is the drill. We get suggestions from social media online of titles of mu- musicals that have never been created. Uh, those will inspire a question, which will, th- will then go on to inspire a story, which will then go on to inspire a musical, which will then go on to inspire lives. Uh, um, with me today are some fantastic improvisers. To my immediate right, we have Dante Dapa. Yo, yo, yo. Dante, you own that. Try that again and own it this time. Yo, yo, yo. Very good. Uh, we got Samuel James Wright. Yo, yo. That's what I'm talking about, my brother. How you doing, man? Good to see you. And Tyler Dawson. Yo. Good. That was appropriate for you. That was appropriate. <laughs> um, guys, question of the day. What was the most ridiculous heist or um, uh, act that you and your siblings ever pulled on your parents? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, just like chicanery, tomfoolery, things you look back, I can't believe I conspired with siblings and we did that thing. Does anyone remember having an experience like that? No, because I was a good child who respected my parents and always did as I was told. So then this would be a bad question for you. Uh, Tyler, do you have any experiences of growing up? Yeah, so what comes to mind is actually the the kids. I don't think the parents were involved, but basically conspiring against my older sister um, because she's always just kind of like a, a saint and we like to try to make her angry uh, or react. And the like one of the only times I can really think of that we did was she had gotten her uh, AP test results back in the mail, you know, as a junior or senior in high school. That was pretty important to her at the time. Um, And we basically, me and my sister, found a way to steal those results and open them and that sort of thing without her her knowing. And she would, like, chase us around the houses. She tried to get them back. So you knew her score before she knew her score? Yeah. Was it a good score? Yeah. It did, and she like probably knew it was going to be a good score. Like she was very confident. I mean, she probably would have been like, "Oh, I don't know what I'm going to get," but she knew she, she had to know, right? She, I mean, you take practice tests. I mean, yeah. Goodness gracious, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, so all of my siblings are like five years apart. So we we didn't spend a lot of time conspiring with each other that much. Um, but conspiring against each other. Um, probably, uh, yeah, for sure. Let me think. Uh, there was, and this is going to be, I think I might've shared this story before and it's so mean, but it was also such a pivotal part of my childhood. Uh, give a round of applause. Have you ever seen the movie, uh, uh, Thumbelina? (laughs) A classic Disney film that did not get a sequel. That is not Disney. That's why, that's why it's classic. Uh, Um, it was made by the same studios. Uh, it was made by Don Bluth, who was a former Disney animator ah, and a BYU alumni. Alumnus. Oh, I, that's I knew I had a connection to it somehow. Um, um, so anyway, there's this. So if you don't know, it's a classic love story of prince, princess, whatever. They got to find each other. But the premise is she's she's a she's a fairy or a pixie or whatever they call them. The size. She is just a small little girl. The size. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Do you want me to tell the story? Sam, I, f- I forgot that I was performing with the Wikipedia editor of Thumbelina. 
A little old lady who's never had any children wishes for a child, and she gets Thumbelina, and who's only the size of a thumb. And she appears in a flower, right? Yes. That's right. And the whole story is her getting And her she falls in love with the prince of the fairies, prince and at the end, she becomes a fairy. It's she beautiful, gets, she Zach. She gets her wings. Yes, it's all coming back to me, Sam. <laughs> My goodness, that's concerning. Uh... That's um, not even related to his story. He was just wanting to relive that for a <laughs> minute. And we set it up before, and he's just like, I don't care what the suggestion is. Just let me talk about Thumbelita. Um, and anyway, again, again, we're going to get to the mean part in a second. But um, there's this song, which is basically like uh, the, the song uh, of the prince uh, 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 singing to Thumbelina. And let us hear how it sounds. I'll fact check. It's almost it's almost for sure wrong because this is the musical version of a memory of my 10-year-old self. Anyway, my my sister who's 5 years younger than me, uh she was a huge romantic. She was the only girl out of a family of boys and uh, she had big crushes on us uh, of course and we would play into that and uh me and my older brother uh whenever we'd see her, we'd go, "Will you marry me?" Will you be my only love? That big, like, flowery number. And again, that's probably, Sam, it's probably not the right sound, uh, round, right sound track. You're half correct. I'm almost there. <laughs> um, but anyway, she would get so into it. She'd be, yes, yes, I love you. Yes, please, I love you. And every time when we got her right there, we'd be like, we would just turn and we'd put on these ugly faces and be like, Get out of here, you ugly ogre. Nobody wants you. <laughs> and again, super mean. But the funny part is she would fall for this every day. <laughs> every day. And every day she hoped that this is the time we wouldn't do it. But without fail, will you marry me? Yes. Get out of here. Uh, and uh, we didn't talk for several years in our, in our later youth, but we're now quite good friends. <laughs> Ladies and wow. gentlemen, please put your hands together for the opening and closing uh, musical given to us by uh, first name, female name, last name, Hunsaker. Vanessa, Vanessa Hunsaker, Three Angry Toddlers. <laughs> Looking for a girl, maybe you've seen her. I'm looking for my Thumbelina. Sometimes you take a big old deuce in the diaper of life. Three 
mom and dad pull prank on mom and dad but why would we do that they, they give us life and shelter and they tuck us in bed every single night and give us kisses why would we ever want to hurt such creatures yeah <laughs> well they they also give us chores and they they give us other yeah things. but like three-year-old chores you know like wipe your mouth buddy or walk that way <laughs> but still i sometimes don't want to do that Dante, I say wow how have you even heard of the concept of pranks? I read it on Wikipedia. <laughs> Dot, you could read? Yes. Dante, I'm ashamed of you. Dante, you are my, you are one of my triplet brothers. I love you very much. Hey, are you two making plans without me again? Shut up, Sorry, Tyler. Shut up, Tyler. <sighs> Tyler, Tyler, I love you and I accept you and I validate you as a real person. Even though even though you got the least nutrients in the womb, you're still a full person yeah. for me. And he can read. You two are so much smarter. Oh. Look, this guy right here, he's he's trying to he's trying to make us do a big meanie on mom and dad. A big meanie? A big fat meanie. Thank you for speaking in a way that I can understand. Yeah, sure. No, it's I don't feel like that's right. Yeah. Dante, what would you even do? What prank would you pull? Oh, I'll tell you. It'll be the best prank. He's put on his creepy voice again. Oh, come on. What I read. You know what it said? No, I can't read. This website, it has all the facts. This website called Wikipedia, it has lots of facts. You know, I looked up a prank for a toddler And it brought up a few things It brought up one We could pee our pants We've been oh, doing we that. that Dante, I just did that right now It also brought up that we could run away. Why would we do that? This is our home. I'm not physically capable of running after the lack of nutrients that I got because Especially the other two got Tyler. them. And the last suggestion that it gave, it was very dark. Dark? Scary. We could, we could do this. It won't be hard. We just gather up all our toys and we put them in one big bunch. We put it above their door <laughs> and when they open it, they will fall on their heads. But Dante, we have three times worth of toys that would surely kill them. How are we gonna Dante, reach the top of their to door? Kill our mom and dad. I told you it would be dark. You are right. 
That's the darkest thing possible. Killing our own parents. They give us chores. That's disproportionate. They give us chores. Doesn't mean they don't have a right to life. Just because they have done things you don't like doesn't mean you need to inflict some eternal strife. What have you done? What, what have, have you done? done? What, have, what done? have you done? What have you done? What have you done? We cut, we cut to the father's study where he is looking at a, at a framed picture in his hands. Oh, Martha, I, I still can't bring myself to tell our three children that you passed away three months ago. I've done my, I've done my best to make up for your absence. I've tried to be both a father and a mother to them. It's amazing that they haven't questioned the, how your mannequin doesn't move or talk or, or breathe at all when we have our family dinners. I just, I just want to shield them from the world. And if that means letting them continue in ignorance of your untimely demise, then I'll continue faking your death as long as I possibly can. Martha, I, I don't know how to do this on my own. Our boys, they're growing. They're, they're growing every day, and I'm not sure I like the people they're growing into. I don't like the way Dante looks at me when he holds a knife. I mean, I, I know that we had each of our boys baptized as, is, as per tradition in our Catholic upbringing, but I think we missed the boat with that one. Excuse I didn't, me, the, the, excuse the, the, me the, sir. What, oh, oh, excuse me. Can I get you a coffee? <laughs> Sorry, I just, I'm your nanny here and you seem stressed. Hey, what, what's going on? H how are you, how are you feeling? I'm frustrated. <laughs> Look, you hired me to not only clean your house, maybe, maybe I can help you clean clear your mind. My wife was an angel on the earth. I remember. Now she's an angel literally. I regret taking her off to the sea. I regret getting in that boat. I regret not listening when the captain says it doesn't float. I regret taking the only life jacket and throwing it overboard. And saying, you are the only life jacket I need. I wasn't enough. I couldn't save her. My wife away. Curse you, Poseidon. You took my wife. Why can't you take my life away? 
father. These boys need more than a mannequin. These boys, they need a mother. That's not a role I can put you in. You are fired. No, take your coffee and interruptions and go. We cut to the beginning of a family vacation that the father has decided to take as a chance to get closer to the boys. This is your captain speaking. Uh, I just wanted to say that this plane doesn't fly. This plane does not fly. Midway through this flight, you may find that we will soon be falling to the earth. Thank you and enjoy your flight. You see the flight attendant. Uh, if you looked under your seats, only one of you has a flotation device. Only one. Well, Dante, got any great ideas for the the prank this time? Something that oh, maybe I a little bit less have violent. An idea. You said there's only one life jacket, right? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You're gonna have to spell it out for me. Dante, the last time you told us your plan, it took you like four minutes before you even told us a part of your plan. And this time. It will also take four minutes. Ah. Listen, guys, we don't, we don't have time for this. Look at Dad. He's real down in the dumps. Just look at him. I mean, and, and Mom, I don't know why he put her on the, she the overhead container, but yeah, she's up there. <laughs> she has been so quiet and cold to us lately. I mean, normally she gives us a cordial wave every single morning as her long necklace uh, comes up, or uh, bracelet goes up and down from the ground, but I just sense there's, there's something wrong, guys. There's something wrong. Some, something wrong with mom? Maybe. I don't know. There's just something just wrong with this family. Uh, Maybe yes. we could do a prank to bring us all together again. A positive prank. A, a good prank. Random acts on BYU TV, Sundays at 10 p.m. <laughs> was there anything on Prankopedia about that, Dante? It's Wikipedia. Oh. And there was. But I skipped over it. Ah. <sighs> I learned how to read since we last met. Great. And so I'll be able to say what it was. It says sometimes when a, when a pop-pop is acting all sad, sometimes you got to prank them into finding someone new. I think that mommy might not be alive anymore. I think she's a mannequin that Daddy stole from a store. She doesn't even look like it's her. It's just a hunch I have. Why would you even it's say that? It's just a gut feeling. Because when I look at her, she never does anything except spinning. Wow. We need to prank Dad into following in love. To prank him into following in love. Whatever happened to that cool nanny? She's, she seemed cool. Wait. Dad's talking to himself again. 
Love is a prank, I know that for sure. They give you something great and then they take it away forever. Oh, oh, oh. My heart's broken in twain. Oh, 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 oh. My love left me with pain. Love is a prank. Love is a prank. Hey, hey, hey. Love is a prank. I don't think we're going to be able to prank dad on this plane. And if my cognitive reasoning understands this plane will kill us. I think we need to get off. Boys, I think we're going to have to join our powers together. If one of us has wets our pants, that's not enough. But if the three of us do it together... I've already started. Oh, boy. Dante, will you join us? I will. Cut, we cut back to the house. The father is overwhelmed with three wet pants, panted children. But luckily, the nanny was still there in the driveway. <laughs> Suitcase still in hand, sensing that maybe, perhaps, she would still be needed. May I, may I lend you a hand? I thought I told you to get out of here. I did. I left. But I, I waited here on this sidewalk. I just, I just had a feeling that you couldn't do this alone. You weren't in your right mind when you sent me away. I've never been more sure of anything in my life. Now just take, your, take that coffee pot in your hands and leave. I have three wet children to, make, to dry. She holds up a, a hair dryer. Perhaps I could help with that. This thing's just going to go to waste if I don't use it. Just say, hey, just let me, let me dry off those kids one last time for you. They told me your methods were unconventional when I hired you from the agency. Okay, fine. But just this once, and that's it, because I'm thinking of them. Hey, so you, they're all I can think of right now. It seems like it rained a little bit on the way here. Why don't I... There. Now your beard is bone dry. Hold on. I missed a spot. She touches and caresses the last bead of precipitation off of his hairy face. Now you listen here. I swore on my wife's watery grave that no woman would ever touch this beard again. Now dry my children and leave. <laughs> Slam! All right, boys, come in here one at a time. I'll go first, <laughs> since I started first. All done. Next one. We cut to the, uh, we cut to the, <laughs> we cut to the, the, 
the, the, the father's study where he stares forlornly out the window down at the spectacle going on beneath him. Look at that. I haven't seen someone use a hairdryer that way since her. Look at her, so gentle and kind. Holding my sons like they were her own. Look at them laugh as she tickles their feet. <laughs> Look at them strike a friendly tone. How can my heart begin to thaw from the moment this woman I saw? I thought my heart was past that. We cut down to the nanny. Would you look at that? Him staring down at me. Judgment in his eyes. That's all I see. These three nasty boys. Their pants full of urine. But there's something more. Something pure in. We cut to heaven where we see the mom. <laughs> yes. <sighs> this, this is right. Sorry, I was looking at, I was looking down at your family. Martha, you go for it. <laughs> I'll go Thank back you. to my cloud. No, see ya, sorry. I, I appreciate your support. That means a lot to me right now. I was just watching the football game. They're winning. Woo! No, it's, it I'm is right. Here. That's great. That's so great. Oh, my dear husband, what you did with my body was really weird. You treated me like a mannequin, but now it's over. And you said you would never let someone else touch your beard. So here's an idea for you to start behaving. Maybe you could try a life clean shaven. Do it for me, do it for the kids. She's so close, I can feel her now. Her hand against my follicles. <laughs> a spiritual razor cuts my hair and His, his beard is falling off his face. It's just falling off. How weird. Is this love? 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 Come here, boys. I'd like to pull one last prank on your dad. All right. Does it involve killing him? Because I'm out of those ones. No, it doesn't. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad it doesn't. Listen. Follow my lead. Okay. We cut to the father who had received a mysterious note in his study. Walked down the hallway into the library, which he previously had closed because it belonged to sweet Martha. She loved these books. 
and I swore that no one would ever love them again, just as I would never love again. On the door, reads a sign, says, open when you're ready. I am ready. Martha. (laughs) Then open it. (laughs) He opens the doors and he he sees a wedding procession, the three boys throwing flowers. (laughs) All of them holding rings because they couldn't decide who would be the ring bearer. And there, the beautiful nanny at the end, at the end of the procession, in a beautiful white gown and a single life vest. <laughs> I, I don't understand. What, what's all this? Sam, come here. Her hair starts blowing majestically as one of the toddlers uses the blow dryer. Sam, did I ever tell you that I was a champion swimmer and also a gold medalist in acting school? It was in your resume, yes. Do you know that when trained, the human body can hold, hold their breath for three months? <laughs> it's tr- It's true. I also learned to read, and it says it online. It's true. Keep telling her. Don't hold back. Did you know that with enough training, you can cast your spirit into the astral plane? (laughs) It appears though your spirit is another place, communicating. (laughs) Sad, my boy. And she takes out a pin from her hair and falls down to her shoulders, and he immediately recognizes her as... (gasps) My first wife, before Martha. (laughs) Mary. Mary. Yes. Yes. Yes, your your second wife's identical sister, Mary. Those facts about astral projection and holding my breath were just fun factoids about me. No, no, I remember now. I remember now, after you... After you fell from that, from that cruise we went on, I went into shock, and I suppressed those memories. And then, through pure muscle memory, I took, I took Martha, also on a cruise. And when I, as I watched her sink into the depths, I thought, this is way too familiar. Look, are you guys going to want any coffee with this wedding or not? <laughs> I can just leave. But, but Mary... Mary, you came back. I did. This was a test. For you see, there's some sort of mechanism inside you. When you love someone too much, you take them in dangerous situations and let them die. (laughs) And I just couldn't let that stand with my three nephews. And I needed to test you to see if you could overcome that and learn to love. Learn to love blindly. So you allowed me to court and wed your sister and sire children by her and then lose her traumatically she was the beta test (laughs) and now I'm ready for the alpha because now I know you have enough reason and love and sensibility to love us all the 
family is walking out of the chapel, and as they open the door, the children's toys fall on top of them. <laughs> and, all, and the barren spirits rise to heaven <laughs> as we see Dante twiddling his fingers. What have we done? What have we done? I hope you had fun. But what have we done? Jeepers, guys. That's three parents dead in a four-month span. I can't believe we just killed that woman and that man. Why, Dante? Why did you do it? Because I knew that once Dad had saw Martha again, he would no longer be sad. So I knew that the only good prank I could do was to kill him we've been so angry this whole time we hit it well and so sublime yes we pretended like we were happy well you betcha that i am pretty angry now that i I'm, think about it i'm not just angry i'm mad bad 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 we're mad we're bad we're mad, mad. we're, we're mad. mad we're mad we're bad, we're modder, we're three, we're three, we're three, we're angry, we're three. What a story we weaved of, of joy and love and reclaimed love and patricide at the hand of his own toddler son. That only happens here at Improv Broadway. Jason, let's give it up for Jason Hansen on the keys. Incredible pianist. Guys, thank you all so much for coming. Uh, let's play us out while we do our best dead angel impression. Wow, what a good football game I'm watching from heaven. And that's our show. Thanks so much and good night. Like this episode of Improv Broadway? Lucky for you, we do not do just podcasts. We have live shows at our theater every Friday and Saturday night at 7.30. If you'd like to learn improv, we teach classes. You can either sign up for a weekly class online, or you can come to a drop-in class every Monday at 6.30. Right after our drop-in classes, we have an open mic at 8. For more information, please go to improvbroadway.com.